Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Quartet Side Up Podcast. Once again, I'm Josh Shrivenoff. As always, welcome by the one and only man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, future jiu-jitsu world champion, Angel Ortega. A lot of stuff to talk about this week. Also, we got Ryzen vs. Bellator to go over, as well as a lot of news. Uh, obviously, no UFC this week, no Bellator, none of them. No actual MMA or boxing in general, but we still got some stuff to talk about, thankfully. Before we get into all that, as always, we are brought to you by Rogue, MG, and Elixir. That is code sound off for both at each of the respective websites. If you're looking to kind of get energized, you're looking for some motivation to go to the gym, Rogue Energy is for you. If you're looking for the opposite end of the spectrum, want to get high and fucked up on Delta 8, <laughs> that's not the professional, that's not professional terms, but you guys know what you're getting into at this point with Delta 8. Uh, but Elixir is the highest quality. Personally, I just, uh, just kind of, Share how my Christmas went. I talked about it last week, but I uh, got some dissolute from from Elixir.com to make my own my own cookies. And uh, well, my by me, I mean my girlfriend. So basically, I got. Whoa! Did you really? I I, we did. We did. Um, well, so we did not do the math on how much each cookie was. So basically, on on Christmas Day, I got way, way, way too high and. Uh, <laughs> Sounds fun. Ended up just playing Mountain Blade all day. So, uh, yeah, man. Um, but, yeah, overall, though, if you guys want that same experience to happen, you go to Elixir.com. They have tons of stuff. Angel can attest. He's tried. I know that he's tried their products. Angel, you're a fan, right? You're, you're a fan of Elixir. I've had fun with it. A little he's had it. fun with it, you know. Um, you guys can have fun, too, with code SOUNDOFF, 10% off. They're pretty affordable compared to other Delta 8 in general. But, um, yeah, I still think that you guys should use them if you want to. And if you're looking for the opposite of that, RogueEnergy.com. Code sound off as well. Last Saturday night in the Saitama Super Arena in Saitama, Japan, Bellator MMA versus Ryzen. We finally got the co-promotion that we've been wanting. These This Pride-esque show where you're going to have the best of Bellator taking on the best of Ryzen. We kind of knew going into this one that uh, these fights are going to be competitive, but we also knew that there is a possibility for it to go completely lopsided in terms of the end result. And I said last week on the show that the funniest outcome would be if Bellator swept Ryzen. That's exactly what happened, folks. Bellator going 5-0 and on the night. And I said that on Twitter again, that this was the funniest outcome. And the Bellator themselves liked the tweet, so that shows that they also think it's kind of funny. Wait, no uh, Kizzy? Huh? No Kizzy? They liked your tweet? Yeah, Peltor, their official Twitter account, liked my tweet stating that uh, it, this is by far the funniest outcome. So that's kind of funny. But um, look, man, yeah, it is uh, it, it pretty crazy, man, pretty crazy. I mean, what are your thoughts on – before we get into the, the fights themselves, obviously, because the fights themselves, you know, if you look at the 5-0, it looks bad, but the fights themselves were actually very competitive, and nobody really got their – I mean, there was one fight, two fights, maybe that were a bit lopsided, but – Overall, they're all pretty competitive. How do you think about the, the event itself went? And uh, did you get what you wanted out of it, man? I feel like this this event had a lot of hype, specifically from us. You know, I know that's some other podcasts where I've been up too. I had high expectations, but what did you think about it overall? Did it live up to the hype? I, I'd say yes and no. You know what I mean? I don't think it reached its full potential, but I don't think it was far from it. And it's the first time, right? So you can only expect so much. Mm-hmm. 
obviously I was really hyped for it going into it. We know obviously with all the results, the outcomes, I think it it still had a it still had a lot to give. That you know. Mm-hmm. So good, but not not what you'd hoped. It's probably the best way to put it. Good, but not great. Yeah, I'd say it's probably better. That's, that's about how I feel about it too. I mean, I thought it was a fun event, and particularly the uh, the entrances, man. I mean, um, who was it? It was our boy Juan Archuleta who had a great entrance. You know, AJ McKee had a pretty badass one too. It was, um, you know. It was it was a good show, but not as great as I hoped. But as far as the action went itself, got to start off on the main event, man. Uh, AJ McKee defeating Ravuda D'Souza by unanimous decision. AJ McKee saying, you know, he went into saying like, you know, I'm excited to use soccer kicks. I'm excited to use stomps. Boy, did he! Um, he he did use them to pretty great effect. And overall, man, him picking up the win. This is a second win at lightweight. What are your thoughts on the fight, man? Solid man, it was it was a tough fight. He did some stuff that I didn't expect, like engaging on the ground, putting himself in these not so good positions, but getting you know surviving them, getting out of them. Um, it just goes to show his ability, right? And it also goes to show the ability of Roberto de Souza, right? He put him in some hard situations where I mean, when he took his back, Josh, I was like, oh fuck, yeah. I was like, AJ McKee might actually get submitted here. He did it. But there were there were some transitions on the ground, some little situations where I was like, "Oh fuck, oh fuck," or he was about to throw up the triangle, and, and just a lot of stuff like that. Where I was like, "Dude, this is like one bad move away from being, you know, a submission." <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, it never ended up happening. And you know, credit to AJ, but he even threw up his own submission at one point too. I was like, "Dude, could you imagine AJ McKee beats Roberto Sosa by submission? What?" Right. What a night that would be. Uh, no, but it ended up being fun. I mean, um, I think it went. Uh, I think it went to show the well-roundedness of AJ, kind of his potential at 155. Kind of, kind of starting the year off strong for him, right? Especially with this 155 tournament that we're gonna have. That I'm assuming AJ will be in, especially coming off this win. And uh, Roberto, man, he's a tough guy. Um, credit to him. That was, I think that was the first time in his career he's been outside of the first round. Wow, that, that puts it that puts it in perspective. Yeah, believe it or not, he had never seen the second round ever in his life. Jesus, uh, and even in his loss, and uh, his pro loss to to Johnny Case, who also fought on this card. Well, not on this card, the Ryzen forty card. Technically, I guess this was a separation. That fight ended in the first round. So damn. Well, actually, no. I'm looking at it now. He did have one fight go to the second round, but that was the first fight he's had go to the third round. Okay. All right, but that still, you know, that was he had he hadn't seen the second round in years, right? So, just in and of itself, that was crazy. Um, fuck, man. I mean, uh, you know, I'll throw it back at you. What, 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 what do you have to say? I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest. I wasn't as worried as you were whenever uh, you know he got put in some precarious positions. That I thought, man, if there's a guy out there, like hypothetically, you know. It wasn't a hypothetical. It turned into reality, I guess, last Saturday. But, like, Bellator was up 4-0. Who do you want out there to go out there and secure the sweep? I'm picking fucking AJ McKee, man. That kid was not going to lose. So I wasn't as worried when he got put. Oh, oh you, you pick McKee over Pitbull in that situation? Damn right I would, yeah. I don't know. I did. 
I'm look, all I'm saying is, man, is AJ shines the lights of brightest. He had obviously they're tied one one, him and Pitbull, but like look at the difference between the two wins. That first fight was way more hyped up than the second one. And AJ went out there look, and he did look, he, he look, took care of business. You said it before, Josh. Styles make match, you know. Yeah, true. Match. So yeah, that was another thing too. Yeah, obviously. But look, man, incredible performance by him. Um maybe not incredible, but solid performance by him. He's gonna be in that lightweight grand prix. I'm very excited to see how that's gonna go. Um, and overall, man, I mean, you gotta, you gotta think, this kid is still very, very young. Like, he is, he is still, like, he's just hitting his prime. He's 27 years old. AJ McKee has a bright future ahead of him. And I think it shows, it, it says a lot about Bellator that they chose to put him in the main event over Patricio. And I understand that Bellator, for the most part, and this is the way that it's been explained to me, like, they, this was a Ryzen event. Bellator actually had very little actual you know, they did not have much to do with it. It's probably the, it's probably the best way to put it. Um, but still, I mean, they still went ahead and decided to at least give their take of putting him in the main event. And he lived up to the hype, man. But uh, as far as the rest of the card goes, co-main event, Patricio Pitbull also lived up to the hype, man. Goes out there facing our boy Clever Quick Erbst. He goes out there, puts on a pretty good showcase, man. I mean, that's not to say that, uh, you know, did not have moments, but uh, ends up winning by the unanimous decision. What are your thoughts on this fight, man? And ultimately, Patricio picking up the win. There, we know there's a lot going on with him right now, man. He's thinking about dropping down to 135. If he doesn't, I mean, who knows what happens there. But ultimately, this 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 card's kind of weird to recap because none of these fights had stakes. But uh, what, what do you think, man? I, I mean, the fight itself, I think, was a little lacking. I, I would have loved to see people kind of go... You know, not not trying to be disrespectful here. A little bit more after it. You know, get the finish, get him out of there. Because he was capable of doing that. I think he had the ability to do that in this fight. Because his opponent, I wouldn't say he was allowing him to do it, but there was a clear uh, difference in skill. Mm-hmm. And I think this fight had the biggest margin in that, out of all the fights. Um, it was very clear what Clipper wanted to do. It was very clear that Pitbull could do whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, you could see what one guy wanted to do. But one guy could do anything he wanted to do. Yeah. So that kind of was a a tough spot for Clever there. And like I said, I thought, in my opinion, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful or anything, but I thought it was the most lopsided matchmaking out of all of them. Mm-hmm. I felt like all the other matches were uh, very well put together, could, could, were competitive. I felt like this one, even though it was champ v. champ, it, I feel like, in theory, it being champ v. champ, would have made it the best fight. But in execution, we kind of knew going in it wasn't going to be. And we knew that already kind of, but, you yeah. know, you never know. In the moment, when just, you know, when everything's on the line, when the when the lights shine the most bright and you have to perform and, and you're in your home, you know, not necessarily hometown, but you're in your home promotion. Country, yeah. Yeah, and everything. You, uh, you expect certain results out of someone, and I felt like those results weren't provided. But nevertheless – how it goes I, I mean at the end of the day I mean Pitbull had a class performance I mean it was a, it was a, it was a sweep it was and um, we kind of knew going into it that it was going to be one of the more lopsided fights now I mean clever I mean he, he didn't get completely run out of there but he didn't really have much in, in terms of any offensive success um, yeah man I mean not a whole lot to say this one other than that is pretty much what we expected I suppose um, when you're going into this one like I think you put it Pretty well there, but like on cha- on paper, champion versus champion, 
it should be competitive, but styles make fights, and we knew going to this one that Pitbull had the exact style to shut down Herb's game. Um, and that's exactly what happened. So I can't be too surprised. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a solid win by Pitbull. No, uh, you can't, you can't knock it whatsoever. Um, it's a solid win by him. I'm personally more intrigued more than this fight. What do, what do you think is next for Patricio Pitbull? He's obviously champion 145, the trilogy with McKee's right there, but he's talking about going, going down to 135. What do you want to see next for Patricio Pitbull? I, I, you know, I think with, uh, for him, he, he's older. I mean, any, anything's just going to add on to the legacy. If he wants to go down to 135, go for it. I mean, no one's ever done that in a major promotion. I actually didn't know this until very recently, Josh, but someone on this card actually once held three belts, not at the same time, but at three different weight class in the promotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, our boy Juan Archuleta actually at one point uh, when he was fighting, I, forgot, I don't know what promotion he was in before Bellator, I think it was King of the Cage, got the belt at 135, got the belt at 145, got the belt at 155, so it's possible. It is. Uh, but no one's ever done it at, you know, the premier promotion level when we're talking about the Bellators, the, you know, PFLs, the ones, uh, and obviously the UFC. Uh, mm-hmm. If you were to do that, I mean, Josh, 135 across the globe is the toughest division in the whole planet. Mm-hmm. If he does it, I mean, that's pretty fucking impressive. I mean, they're 135 division stacked. I mean, I'd say all those guys could very easily compete in the UFC and have no troubles and be ranked fighters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that is, uh, look, I, I'm a big fan of Patricio Pitbull. I think, I've said it many times on the show, and for years now, that he's he's in the discussion of the greatest fighter outside of the UFC. I do think him going down to 135 is a bridge too much, even for him. Like, that division, at least Bellator's division, well, I think 135, if you look across, like, the globe, it's probably, it probably, it's probably the greatest weight class on the planet right now. One's 135 is popping. Bellator is, is fucking incredible. UFC all bangers if you're looking at guys inside the top 15 and even below that. Um, and Patricio, man, if he were to go ahead and who, who, he'd be fighting either Pettis or Sauce, and I don't know if I like either one of those matchups for him. I mean, even guys like Danny Sabatello, I think, would, would give him some problems. And it's not to say that he, would, he wouldn't beat those guys, but it's, it's, it's going to be a, a very tall challenge if it does happen. But, um... Yeah, man, I, probably time to move on because we do have uh, Koji Horiguchi, and this is kind of the, the weirdest, even whenever they, we talked about it, booking this fight was just kind of bizarre, and even having Horiguchi on this card, considering he's more of a Ryzen guy than he's a Bellator guy, but look, man, he's taking on Hiroshima Ugubo in their trilogy fight, ends up dominating him, winning by decision, moving to 3-0 and in the series. Look, man, I'd say this is about what we expected here. I think, like, we were talking about it last week. Who do you expect to win? Uh, we put Horiguchi right near the top of the list and uh, goes out there and dominates and picks up the win once again. What do you think, man? Awesome, man. You know, um, I think the big thing was he was back at 120, you know, 125, you know, his, his weight class, I'd say. Because uh, in his time in Bellator, he's been at 135. Um, mm-hmm. I think maybe that was a big factor for him. Um. And he looked comfortable in there, man. He he seemed back in his groove. And, look, he already had two wins over this guy. I think it was a nice way for him to rally back and kind of be back where he once was at. So it was a – I think it was a nice change of – not necessarily a change of pace, but a a good way to reset. Like, fuck, man, I needed a one, you know, and I got Mm -hmm. it. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably the biggest, the biggest uh, thing coming out of this fight. Like we knew going into this that uh, it was a fight that Horiguchi needed to win, and he was probably going to win, and and he did, man. I mean, obviously he he picked up a win back in September, but prior to that he'd lost three of four, and you know some of those are really bad knockout losses. Kai Sakura and Sergio Pettis put him out, man, and then Patrick Mix dominated him. So he really needed to get right. He needed to get back on track, and he's done that in his last two fights. Impressive win by him, but nothing unexpected. I'm excited to see what happens with him next. I mean, we're talking about Bandwidth Division. I can't believe he's skipped over Horiguchi, man. I mean, he's still right there, you know. Um, he's 32. He's an old 32, though. you got to remember, this kid's been around in the game since 2010. He's been fighting for a very long time. So, um, yeah, excuse me, 2009 is when he began his amateur career. So, yeah, man, this, this kid's gone through the ringer. I'm excited to see what's next for him. Um, but, yeah, not not uh, that all that unsurprising here. Uh, Warren Archuleta, though, dude, we got to talk about him because what would you say, Angel? Walk out of the night? I mean, there there were some good ones, man, but he, he was in the he was in the running. Um, he goes out there facing Sol Chu Kim. This is this is the closest fight on the card, I feel pretty secure in saying. Uh, it ended up being a split decision win for Juan Archuleta, the second win in a row. Look, man, first of all, Thoughts on the walkout, because I saw that was all over people's timelines. That's, that's what everybody loved. On, yeah, and then ultimately thoughts on the win, because this is the closest that Ryzen got to picking up one. Um, I mean, look, I'm, I thought he won. You know, I thought Juan Rochelleta won. Yeah. Walkout, I mean, look, one of the best walkouts we've had in, I'd say, a long time, man. You know, let's yeah. keep up 100. I mean, granted, though, just with the, the way the sport is now, we don't get a lot of th- theatrics with sports, so that's when we get, you know, we get a a cool walkout or, you know, kind of a sick little theme going, you know, it's everything, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when you look at the old, the old days, I mean, fuck, all the walkouts are fucking sick in their own way, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it makes a little sense why this got a lot of attention. But I mean, I thought, I, I thought he won the fight, Josh. Was it close? Yes, but he won, in my eyes, he won the fucking fight. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't think it was, I'm surprised it was a split, honestly, but, um, I thought he, I thought he pretty cleanly won the fight. Look, man, as far as the, the walkout goes, probably my favorite one of the night. And Marchaletta is that type of guy to do that one. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'd say it was, it was probably the closest fight in the card. But I did think Marchaletta won and solid win by him. Um, second one in a row. Obviously, he beat Enrique, Enrique Barzola earlier this year. Um, look, man, if there was going to be a fight, Ryzen was going to win. It's going to be this one. He said that and uh. Still came up short, man. I mean, the, look, the card itself was was awesome, but uh, once again, just it was it was a rough night for Verizon. It did not did not get any better in the opening fight either. Because in the opening fight of the main card, Godzu Rabinov defeating Koji Takata. We both uh, said this is this is going to be a fun fight. They did it actually turn out to be a pretty fun fight. But in, once again, Dolls were picking up the win. We picked him mainly because of his his Russian name, and he, it worked out, Angel, um, because it always does. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on him picking up the win, though? And, uh, you know, Bellator, you know, this is starting off the night. They started off the night with this one, so what are your thoughts on it? They started off strong, dude. Koji, I think, he, I think he ended up being one of the people who took the most damage out of everybody, right? I'd say so, yeah. Yeah, he got, I mean, I, at least on the Ryzen Bellator card, Ryzen 40 card, different story. A lot of people took damage there. A whole lot of damage. We'll talk about that soon. But. Darren Elkins. Oh, jeez. <laughs> he wasn't there, but... <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, man, I mean, it was, it was a pretty fun... It was a pretty fun fight, but, um... Yeah, man, I mean, honestly... This is sound weird, and as hyped as I was for that, uh... The Bellator X Rising card... So, for the for the, un- the uninitiated... 
it, Ryzen 40 took place. Ryzen 40 was technically the prelims. And Bellator X Ryzen, which was the five fight main card, was technically a whole separate different entity, but it took place on the same card. Um, so Ryzen 40 was technically the prelims. Angel, thoughts on Ryzen 40 and what fights are you most looking forward to talking about there? Because god damn, dude. Finishes galore. Oh man. I mean, we gotta start off with, I think it was the quickest finish of the night. Johnny K is coming out and knocking out his opponent, dude. Seconds in. Holy fuck. Yeah. He was uh, in no time. 36 seconds in. 36 seconds in. I mean, that was a sick finish. I don't think it was a finish of the night, though. I think finish of the night went to, uh, someone else. Who, Angel? Uh, it was literally one right after Yuki Motoya with a knee on Rogerio Bunch. Oh, Dude, Josh, you know, a lot of times you see, a lot, I'm never one who personally reacts to knockouts like, oh fuck, that was a bad one. You know, I never mm-hmm. really say that, even if it was bad or if someone else says it was bad. I'm always kind of like, I'm not saying I'm unimpressed. It just takes a lot to impress me or, or I just don't give a lot of reactions. For some reason, Josh, this one, this one hit me a little bit. I was like, damn, that's fucking bad. <laughs> yeah, man, that was a, that was a rough one to watch. Um, there was obviously Roger Brontarian left the UC earlier this year. I believe this was his Ryzen debut. Um, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was. Dude, brutal. And I want to go back to the Johnny Case one real quickly. Did you see the weigh in for that fight? No, what happened? So, uh, obviously Johnny Case weighed in completely fine, but his opponent, Nobitsu Osawada, weighed in and nothing, uh, he, he wore a sign around his dick. Uh, and then he had nothing else on but a bow tie. What a legend. And Johnny Case, I could t- that's got to be an awkward situation to be in. He kind of laughed it off, but uh, there was no laughing matter when they got in the, the ring the next day, man. Um, <laughs> brutal finish. Well, dude, like you said, not the only brutal finish. Argero Bontarian got put out. Um, dude, we got to throw some some praise in John Dodson's direction, though, man. I mean, God, dude, former UFC veteran. 38 years old, you don't think about it, man, but he is old for, like, combat sports, especially that weight class, dude. Um, Since leaving UFC, he's had a bit of a mixed run. You know, he had a fight in XMMA that he lost. He won one, though. You know, he beat Ryan Benoit by knockout and bare knuckle. But outside of that, he's not finished a fight in MMA since uh, 2020. It had been, you know, nearly three years when when he knocked out Nathaniel Wood. He goes in there, he's facing Hideo Takoro, who's probably collecting AARP checks at this point. Um, and he gets, he just brutally finishes him. Um, yeah, I shouldn't have to do my mans like that. <laughs> he is 45. He's, 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 he's 45 years old, Angel. He probably shouldn't be. He's been, fought, Angel, he's been fighting longer than he's been alive. <laughs> I know, I think I said this last week. I think I literally said the same thing. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I mean, it went about the way you expected, but still, I mean, John Dodds wasted no time, man. I mean, a minute 43 knocks him out. Very, very impressive, and I could not be happy for him. But uh, another another big name, Junior Toffa, the brother of Justin Toffa, knocking the fuck out of our boy, Tiyoshi uh, Sanzo, former sumo wrestler, gets, you know, handing him the second loss of his career. Uh, thoughts on those fights and any of the ones you want to highlight before we move on to news, man? No, there's there's just some good ones to highlight. All of those were really fun. You know, some sick finishes in there. Um, not much to add to it outside of that. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, man. I mean, overall, super fun card. 
Um, I hope they do this one again, you know. Um, no guarantees. I think that Ryzen probably con- – they're probably considering things after – uh, the way that this card went, but overall, a whole, a whole lot of, uh, fun fights. And, uh, one last one I do want to go ahead and highlight, dude. Um, cause we kind of, we kind of skipped over it. Uh, Naoka, in a way, defeating Kenta Taizuka by Kimura. Very impressive win. Uh, I've been keeping my eye on this kid, Naoka, in a way, for a while. Um, very impressive. Obviously, he actually, a lot of people don't know this. Fon Yusi. Fon Yusi twice, went one and one. He got released after a split decision loss to Matt Schnell in 2018, and uh, since then he has been very he's been, he's been putting on some fucking highlight reel wins in Ryzen, dude. He obviously he lost to Ogbuo, who fought on this card, and they fought in the uh, the Ryzen Grand Prix uh, Bantamweight Grand Prix semifinals. Came up short, but got a big win to rebound here, man. So fun fun prospect he is. I guess he's maybe not a prospect at this point in his career, but overall still uh, still a fun guy to watch. I mean, so I want to go ahead and shout out him um, getting the submission win last weekend but angel we got some news dude and uh you know this is kind of a kind of a weird news section because we we really don't have we got some some fun stuff but uh, the first couple ones are actually really fucking serious um and how serious we, josh we i figure we should start out you know it's super serious uh dana white putting out an ad for the slap league uh the only unfortunate part of that is that it was a uh an ad he did not know he was a part of and it took place in a Las Vegas nightclub on New Year's Eve. Um, we don't really have much details besides this, outside of the fact that Dana was out with his wife, and uh, they were po- supposedly drinking, because what else would you do on New Year's Eve in a Las Vegas nightclub? Same. And um, she slapped him, and he slapped her like three or four times afterwards, and they got separated. Wait, did you say it was Las Vegas? I'm pretty sure they were in Mexico, dude. I kid you the fuck not. For real? I, th- I heard it was Vegas. I thought they were in, I thought they were in Cabo. I swear to God, I heard some Look, man, there's some misinformation here. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, I mean, let me, let me, let me see. I mean, if we can, if we can get confirmation on this. Uh, Dana White, you're right, Cabo. They were in Cabo. I was wrong. Man, uh, Josh, call me professional reporter, Angel. I know, I'm spreading misinformation. God, dude, you should be fired, Josh. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, but anyways, man, yeah, so he ends up slapping her a couple times, you know. A couple times. Huh? A couple times. They end up getting separated. They said that it's completely fine and that they've talked with their kids about it and yada, yada, yada. So, Angel, you know, what are your thoughts on this whole situation? And, uh, I, you know, honestly, there's not a whole lot to say in terms of, like, thoughts. But, like, do you think that Dana will face any repercussions? I mean, what do you, what do you, what do you think, man? What, what's your best guess? Probably not. Probably won't face any. No? No, I don't, I don't you don't think, think anything will happen? Probably not. I don't think anything will. It would have already happened. You think so? I feel like it already would have happened. I kid you not. You know what I think is interesting? I think it's interesting that, like, nobody, like, if you, uh, the way that the media is covering this is, is, is strange. Like, if you check, like, MMA Junkie, they, they didn't put their name on it. They said, like, MMA Junkie staff, you know, MMA fighting, same thing. TMZ, they, like, did some fluff piece. It's just kind of weird. You know what I mean? What do you think about the response to this whole situation? Because I'm seeing, like, a lot of more people than you would think I, are, are kind of taking Dana's side on this one. You know, I'm, I'm surprised. You know, I was surprised just just with the the way the world is now and just kind of some of the, the responses I'm seeing on Instagram and Twitter. And they're not from 
you know, there was like for men and women kind of being like, uh, they're like, ah, oh, fuck, she hit first, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, oh, shit, okay, guys, this is the way we're going. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is true that, um, she did hit, hit him first, you know, but I think if you're like a roided up 50 year old man who's a, who's a damn near billionaire, I think you, you know, you probably control yourself a little bit more. You know what I mean? I mean, but, at the same, uh, like I said, Josh, at the end of the day, no person's on the right. She hit him. He hit him. He hit her back. No, no, no. Of course not. It's, it's two fucking dumb two, drunk people. You know? Two, two, two wrongs don't make a right. That's true. Um, dude, it's just been bizarre seeing the uh, the response. Not the not the response. Just this whole situation's weird. Like, ESPN didn't cover this. No real actual big outlet has covered this. I'm just saying, like, if there was a president... Dude, if Roger Goodell slapped his wife three times in public, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it would... Uh, if, that, if Adam Silver, Josh... Dude, if Adam Silver was out here beating up his baby mama, like, there'd be... There'd be some problems, you know? Um, there'd be some riots in the street for that, dude. I don't know about riots in the street, but, you know, definitely... Yeah, it's just weird, man. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about this one because it just happened and we have no idea what the repercussions would be. And, you know, all I'm saying is you can't you can't come back from hitting a woman unless unless you work for the UFC. And then it's completely (laughs) it's all good. Has anybody anybody come back from hitting a woman? Uh, John Jones. Multiple times. Uh, There you go, Josh. Well, I guess John Jones. He only technically hit a woman. He was only arrested for it once, but he was hit for hitting a woman with an automobile another time. So he did not do it with his physical hands. But, I mean, Greg Hardy, you know. Um, but you can't come back from it. You can't come back from it. That's, that's what Dana said. <laughs> Somebody found an old interview from, like, 2019. Did they post like, it? Huh? Did they post that interview? Yeah, you can find it. Just look, just look up Dana White. You can't come back from hitting a woman. You can see his comments about it. It's just, it's, it's, it's really fucking weird. Man. Is Dana going to make a response? You think Dana comes out and he makes like a Dana already. So the whole reason why this happened is because TMZ, somebody probably sent him the video, probably got paid for it, you know, and they contacted Dana and they basically like, oh, you know, Dana, do you even know what, do you even remember, man? I mean, what even happened here, bro? I mean, you know how TMZ is, you know? Yeah. Like, they're not exactly doing any fucking investigative journalism. Yeah, it's basically just a fluff piece interview where interviewers like, oh, you know, this has never happened, and yada, 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 and, you know, I don't know, man. I mean, Dan is like, the footage is doctored. It's not real. I'm surprised he didn't take that approach. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's just, that was that was not me, you know? Just, Dude, crazy that someone caught it, like, at the exact time. Like, you know, they must have seen him arguing or something. Guaranteed, yeah. Still crazy, though. I'm saying is if I see Dana White arguing with his wife and then they're they're right by me, shit, I'm taking out my camera and I'm hoping that something happens. This day. Contacting TMZ, getting paid, you know? Do you think TMZ probably pays good for that kind of stuff? I actually Absolutely, wonder the yeah. I could dude, I guarantee they pay pretty well. Shit, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe. But yeah, man, just just a just a dumb situation and uh I, as, as interesting as the story is, I think it's even more interesting seeing, like, the media silence, you know? Um, so somebody just reached out for TV, TBS and ESPN for comment on Dana White. 
uh, ESPN said ESPN does the distribution, UFC produces the content. So that's not that's not even a that's not even a comment at all about the domestic violence. So there you go. Um, interesting, man. Very interesting. Very just very very strange how the media is reporting this. You know what I mean? Uh, that's my only thing. You know, I, I was, we'll see if anything happens. I don't expect anything too, because I feel like if anything was going to happen, it would require like a bigger media response, and this shit's kind of getting swept under the rug. You know what I mean? So, are they, are they trying to cancel Dana? No one's trying to cancel Dana. No one's trying to cancel Dana, but it's still like even pretending to give a fuck would be interesting. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think anybody really cares. Maybe because it's just so start of the like it's so early on yeah. in the year. It's early in the year. I think it got dropped at a really weird. It got dropped at like fucking monday night at 9 p.m like and we've had all this other stuff going on too they dropped it in the middle of the the bills Bengals game where somebody might die so i mean it's just a great timing on their part you know what i mean um they were probably sitting on this for like a day or two so just interesting man somebody who works in media and like see i've never you know this the way they're treating this is like you know like whenever like a a mob boss gets arrested (laughs) No. You know what I mean? They don't want to say anything because they're like, oh, shit, he might get out. I might get whacked if I say something. You know what I mean? It's it's like that. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Nobody's even putting their names on this shit. Like, websites aren't – some websites aren't even covering it. It's just weird. But uh, It's just been TMZ, right? It's TMZ. Well, every, everybody has covered it. But Is if there you look a- at, like, MMA Fighting and MMA Junkie and some of these other websites, they'll, yeah, they'll uh, instead of putting an author's name on it, they'll say, like, MMA Junkie Staff Writer or MMA Fighting – News writer. You know oh, what I mean? Like, okay. Put anybody's actual name on it because they probably don't want people to actually like get banned from UFC events or whatever. We did that. We did that at BJPen.com where we actually put somebody's name on it because we don't give a fuck, you know. Uh, no, just, they just put a random person's name. They put your no, no, name in a hat. Put your like, name on it, Angel. <laughs> you're like, oh man, we pulled out Josh Evanoff of. Canton. I'm like, fuck. No, I did see that story break. I'm like, I'm not writing that up. Like, it's just. <laughs> No, I'm joking. It was already it was already taken beforehand, but uh, yeah, man, just just weird. But I think it's probably about time to move on to another another legal situation. This one is there's way more clear clarity on uh, because the entire internet saw it and happen uh, in real time. Andrew Tate, who is in talks to face Jake Paul in a boxing match, former I guess he's technically is still a kickboxer. He fought like a year or two ago um, against some can in Romania, but uh, yeah, dude, uh, arrested. On charges of sex trafficking, Angel. The Matrix finally got to him. The Matrix finally got to him, Angel. I mean, what was what was your re, your instant reaction? Because this uh, this happened midst while he was feuding with with uh, Greta, the, the 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 global the global warming chick. You know her. Um, yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, I, I kept yeah. up with it. Can't think of her last name, but that that happened while they were feuding. Thoughts, Angel. Thoughts, opinions. It's wild, man. I mean, he got arrested. I mean, it's Top G getting arrested. Uh. He's kind of uh, taken over the internet in the last, what, year? Last I'd two, say so, yeah. Last two years. I mean, he's kind of a... Uh, I'd say, like, pretty much anybody who's on the internet who's probably in their... Yeah, maybe even late to early, mid-20s, and, you know, even in high school, probably know or aware of Andrew Tate in some way. And even beyond that, too. So... Yeah. Yeah, man, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely interesting, you know? Um... Look, man, I don't, I don't have too many thoughts on this. I mean, this is going to derail uh, any sort of plans for any boxing. Like, here's the thing, right? Like, for the, the people that, like, have, like, the Internet are so desensitized to stuff. You know what I mean? 
Like, yeah. I say that if somebody's on the internet, I'm super desensitized to, like, crime. You know what I mean? Um, and just crazy shit happening. But I'll, I'll put it like this, dude. Like, you don't get charged, like, you don't, you don't get your house raided and charged with sex trafficking. Human trafficking. They don't just, they don't just, whoop, guys, swatting, we gotta go arrest this guy and hold him for a fucking, an undetermined amount of time. You know what I mean? Like, that's not how that works. So, obviously, innocent until proven guilty, that's very important to note. Um, but they're not arresting his ass. They're not arresting one of the most famous people on the planet, who, by the way, is rich and has tons of money if they don't have any sort of evidence. So, um, yeah, obviously, innocent until proven guilty, but that's kind of my thoughts on it. Like, if you think, like... Granted, though, it is another country, Josh. I mean, we don't know how shit runs out there, too. No, no, obviously I don't, but... um, But I don't. <laughs> no, but, I mean, Andrew Tate was on record saying that he went to Romania, so... Actually, it could have been Tristan, but uh, either way, they both talked about how relaxed Romanian laws are. Which definitely does not help their case, you know. Uh, yeah, and they all, he also said that he, Andrew said that he paid off Romanian authorities, which is probably, the, the issue with that is that if you're gonna do that, you can't immediately say that you paid those people off. So, um, yeah, anyways, man. I mean, I don't, not too many thoughts. I'm gonna yeah, there's thoughts. still a lot that needed to come out before. There's still a lot that needs to come out. I mean, there was already people saying, um, Andrew, dude, I'll give you, I'll, I'll say this much. Andrew Tate is an incredibly, incredibly smart businessman, dude. He really, really, he, he might be a piece of shit, but goddamn, he is, he is, when it comes to make money, when it comes to staying out there, dude, like, dude, think about this. Cause there was so much misinformation. People, people think he's free, dude. Like you thought he was free. Cause like he posted from his Twitter account, you know? Uh- I was like, "There's no way this." Because I was like, "This fucker's not already." Dude, and know. I and I saw some. But people think, say, but like I told yeah. you, would you would you would you not really be surprised though? Like it wouldn't be surprised to me if he actually did though. That's the thing. No, 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 of course, of course. But even then, when I saw his his tweet about like the Matrix Center agents, I'm like, dude, like you. I feel like I feel like internet personalities think they're way more important than they are. Like nobody gives a shit that Andrew Tate. Like <laughs> nobody in government cares that Andrew Tate is all I'm saying. But um. I was gonna, I was gonna make a point, but fuck. Yeah, tons of people thought that he was already, already out, and that like, oh, it actually had. I saw a rumor that I was like, oh yeah, it had nothing to do with human trafficking. It was about uh, finances or some shit about, or taxes or whatever, and that was a lie. You know what I mean? And uh, what we know is that there was like a woman who the the specifics of, the, of his arrest is like there was a woman who um, flew to Romania because she thought that her and either Andrew or Tristan, she had a thing with one of them. And whenever they got there, they, like, threw in a room and told her to cam and that she couldn't leave. And she somehow was able to contact somebody on the outside and they contacted the authorities. And they got there and they found, like, five other victims who said that they were – they had the same thing happen to them. So it looks pretty fucking bad. It looks it looks pretty bad. But, um, yeah, he's he's under detainment for, and you know, at least 30 days. But I'm assuming they can re-up that, you know. Um, yeah, it looks pretty fucking bad, man. No, but – uh. We still have to see how it goes. I mean, if, they, if they're really going to put this guy on trial, it's going to be the trial of the century. I mean, it's it's going to be the new Johnny Depp and, and Amber Heard trial, Angel. You know, yeah, that shit went crazy, dude. That shit went crazy, you know, and that was everywhere. So I'm assuming that it'll be like that times a million. Because if you're already yeah. seeing shit about Andrew Tate, like, oh I mean, guys, he's already out, and you know, oh he didn't do it. He, oh he's doing this, he's doing that. Holy shit, dude! Like, I mean, I don't know, dude. That that Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial went crazy because it. Dude, you you ever seen that shit? It was like tip jars. It'd be like it was like Amber Heard or Johnny Depp or some shit like that. Yeah, like stuff like that. I mean, that that really did go beyond just like get soaked, you know. 
I know, but you know what? They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna make it. This is gonna they're gonna make the Andrew Tate thing even bigger because all of his fucking his fanboys are gonna they're gonna make those. You already you I get you're already seeing them too. It's gonna be like you know they they said they were gonna arrest me and they said that you know I'm afraid they might kill me you know and all that shit and then it's like him coming out being arrested with like the epic music playing you know <laughs> like they're they're already on it. And I'm like that oh. that even that even is that even the epic music his theme song. You know I know and I'm like fuck. It goes insanely hard. God damn it. Like, it's <laughs> but, um, yeah, so uh, that's what we got for that one. I mean, look, dude. It's we'll, Disney music now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna keep along with it and we'll keep on covering this, but, uh, dude, it's not over here. Like, if you, like, I, I know a lot of Tate fanboys and a lot of, like, dude, like, buckle up. This shit is, this shit is just getting started, dude. Like, if they're, you don't get it, you don't get arrested on human trafficking, uh, you know, charges for nothing. So, anyways, but um, no. dude, another big story, which is not exactly like a, a a positive one. Angel, are you aware of Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro? I'm not aware of the situation, but I know he's at Jose Aldo's house. Yes, so he is at Jose Aldo's house. I heard about the the minion room. <laughs> the minion room. Okay, so this is this is, and I wrote about this yesterday for for BJPen.com, greatest website on the planet, but. This is life is like stranger than fiction. Like Yair Bolsonaro, who is this Brazilian president who just lost an election in October, you know. And and by the way, if you guys don't know Yair Bolsonaro, that dude is wild. Like if you think guys, if you thought Trump was wild, just escalate it by like a hundred. Like he's out here saying shit. Like you know, he was talking to some late. He was arguing with some like you know other politicians. Like you know, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even rape you. Like you're, Whoa. you are below me. And then somebody asked him for a comment, and he's like, "No, I meant it. She was ugly." Like it's like, this he, and he's like, somebody asked him like over the over the course of his presidency, which has been like the last four years, he's like, "Fuck yeah, I support dictatorships. I want to be president for life. What do you mean? Hell yeah, that's the way to go." But he lost uh, an election in uh, in late October. He lost to Lula, uh, and then. Uh, he basically did the whole thing like, oh, you know, it was rigged against me and yada, yada, yada. He was going to be probably charged uh, with with criminal, uh, like, you know, criminal uh, charges. And then uh, before the end of the year, because uh, the other guy was going to be inaugurated on January 1st as part of some big tradition. We're like, oh, you know, the Brazilian president, he's there for the other one's inauguration. It's a it's a symbol of unity. That motherfucker said YOLO, left left the country. And is now living in Jose Aldo's minion room. <laughs> well, we don't know, but you know. We, well, in my head, <laughs> in my head, he is living in the minion room. So, um, yeah, I mean, Angel, I think I laid it out there as best as I can. So, uh, I mean, I mean, give me your thoughts. That shit's wild. We live in that reality where the fucking president of Brazil is in Jose Aldo's house. Yeah, right now in Florida. He right now in Florida, and somebody just caught him out. out Eating at KFC the other day too. Really? Yeah. By himself or was he with all the? Just by himself, I believe. Yeah. Sad. It's kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look. I mean, is there, is there a picture of him at KFC? Please send me that, lady. Yeah, hold on. I can find it for you right now. I'm gonna put it in the video too on on TikTok too. <laughs> <laughs> shout out TikTok. Shout out t- shout out TikTok. Fucking people who follow us, you know. Um. But yeah, man. I mean, this this man for real out here. <laughs> I will. <laughs> somebody said I will pay. 
I just sent you on Twitter, I will pay a large commission for a painting of this photograph of Brazil's disgraced ex-president Yair Bolsonaro eating KFC in Orlando, Florida on the day of Lula's inauguration. Dude, this motherfucker literally got, like, right up in his face. What the fuck? <laughs> He's right there in front of him. Jesus Christ. I can't... And, dude, like, MMA fighters fucking love this dude, bro. Why? Like, yeah, he might be pro-dictator, anti-woman. Already said he'd, he'd kill his son if he was gay. You know what I mean? Like, but Chris Cyborg's like, fuck yeah, give me four more years, bro. Like... What 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 is what what is his political agenda? Do we know like what he wants outside of addiction? Outside of a dictatorship. Here, well, here's the thing: is like people like, dude, you could just Google this. Like, it's it's not even that difficult to find. Like, there was like, I I follow a political guy, Kyle Kolinsky. Shout out, shout out, my boy. And uh, he like just he had made a video one time where he was talking about his and he just went down like and all he did for like ten minutes is just read quotes from Yair Bolsonaro, and um. Shit is wild, man. Yeah, he's uh he he has stated that he is uh far right, you know, and that uh he is you know he has made statements that some people considered insulting, homophobic, violence inciting, misogynistic, sexist, racist, anti refugee. Other controversial political stances expressed by Bolsonaro have been the defense of the death penalty, which is currently banned of a radical interventionism in Brazil by the military, along with the imposition of a Brazilian military government. Uh, he's been called the most misogynic, hateful elected official in the world, and he just became the first... Think about... Okay, here's how shitty this guy was, all right? Brazil as... Angels, think about this. Brazil as a country, as, as, as a country, has been around since September... Of 1822. Oh, shit. This guy is the first ever person to... First ever president to lose re-election. The first in history. That's how bad this guy was at this job. So. Wait, but, there, but there's also, like, pro-people for him, though, in his country. No, no, like, there is. There is pro-people for is, him. Is, is, isn't there, like, a crazy divide? Like, where, like, the people are, like, fighting themselves? Like, there's, like... Uh, there's not really much of a divide. It's, it's the same thing that happened here, where basically, like, yeah, you're you know, supporters threw a big fit and, like, went out and protested in the streets and they said they were going to do shit and they ended up doing nothing, you know? Basically the same thing that happened here. A couple of UFC, I'm not naming names because some of them actually follow me, but... But wasn't it, wasn't it actually, like, real bad? Like, they had to, like, shut down airports There, There were a couple of, um... There were some sectors where it was bad. There were some sectors where it was bad. You know what's interesting is people don't talk about how close we got to a straight-up coup. Like, that motherfucker could be in power right now. Because I remember correctly, the military was on his side, but the police force wasn't. And I could have that mixed around, but, like... I think that's how it was, yeah. Like, I think I had heard that, that the military was, like, pro-him. They were down. They were totally down to stage. That or the other police, I don't know, but they were... They it was were one... Down. It was either or. But, um, his own party turned against him, which is why he ended up having to leave, because, you know... So is he like a major? Like he's just sticking it out here just because he. If if he if he stayed in Brazil, he would have been criminally prosecuted for trying to overturn the election. Yeah. No, no extradite from uh, from the U.S. to Brazil. I'm guessing. Um, there could be, there could be. Um, that's what's about to happen to that congressman. That dude, the U.S. is such a, such a shitty state right now. I I I don't want to get too much into like political stuff. <laughs> but, like, have you heard about what well, we're talking about Brazil and extradite? Have you ever heard about this guy George Santos Angel? Uh, no, I don't. This dude, George Santos, he's a, he's a, okay, so I should also, I'm putting exclamation points. <laughs> I'm putting exclamation points, you know what I mean? Uh, or not, not exclamation, 
quotes. I'm putting everything in quotes right now. He is a gay Republican House of Representative who just got elected and he's going to be put into office today. It's sworn in today. And after he won the election in the last two weeks, they found out every single thing that he said is straight up lie. So he's so he's not gay. He may not be. He He said he was. He said he was a gay, half Brazilian, half German whose parents immigrated from Nazi Germany, and his mom died in 9/11. And he went to he went to two different business schools. Wait, I'm not done. He went to two very different business schools. He graduated from there. He worked at a uh, Silicon Valley, I believe, firm, and now he's a uh, representative for California. They contacted the schools. Did not happen. He did not work any sort of tech job, but he is Brazilian, not half German, though. Parents had nothing to do with uh, fucking Nazi Germany, but he is Brazilian, lived in Brazil when he was 18, apparently did some fucking fraud, and now they're going to extradite his ass back to Brazil because they couldn't find him. Yeah, we gotta talk about that shit more off air, dude. I know isn't that fucking crazy. So my overall point, but but, but how did how did he represent himself again? Repeat it one more time. He was in quotes a half gay, not half gay. <laughs> yeah. God damn it! <laughs> I meant That's going on the TikTok, Josh. You're just gonna show like half a gay, half a pride flag, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Half gay, Josh. I, I believe it or not, Josh. I now identify as half gay. I'm only gay half the time. The other time, I can't decide. <laughs> I am a I'm a half gay Native American man. You know, um, <laughs> I God damn it. Okay, so and okay, so to go back to the original, he is a he's a half Brazilian. Quotes, quotes, half gay, god, full on (laughs) gay, allegedly full on gay, half Brazilian, half German, whose mom, whose grandparents survived the Holocaust, but mom died 9-11. So he's also Jewish. He, oh, you're right, Jewish too, forgot that, duh, you know, Jewish, okay? And what party does he represent? Republican. Supposedly. (laughs) Coming out tomorrow. I'm actually for the Reform Party of California. No, <laughs> the Green Party. The Green Party. No, so, and then, like, in my head, it's like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, that one meme, Pepe Sylvia, and it's just all the lines connecting out and fucking. Because <laughs> he, he went to two business, dip, two different business schools, Angel. Graduated from them both. What a hell of a guy. How has this guy not been a politician previously? You know what I mean? You know? So it's, and, and supposedly he got his money through fraud. Yeah. In, in Brazil. But he said that he worked at some, like, tech firm in Silicon Valley, I think. Like, it doesn't exist, supposedly. <laughs> no, no, this this is, I can, this is a crazy story coming out of the wall. And that dude is going to be put into office today. <laughs> so he, I mean, I'm not sure, is he allowed to work from his Brazilian fucking jail cell or, or what? Like, I guess we'll find out, dude. We'll find out. But the overarching point, I have no clue if they'll extradite Yair Bolsonaro. I have no idea. But I've heard that apparently he has like five criminal referrals. Or they were going to give him five criminal referrals for his stuff that he did in office. Um, but yeah, man, crazy. And now, you know, he's staying in Jose Aldo's minion room. So that's not, that's sweet. But <laughs> anyways, um, lighter news. Let's get back strictly to MMA. Half injured Tatiana's forehead. 
No, I mean, just half everything. But uh, Tatiana Suarez, we have not seen her in quite a long time. Probably the greatest women's prospect I've ever seen. Female Habib won the Ultimate Fighter, beat the dog shit out of names like Carla Esparza. Been out of action for three, over, yeah, over three years, actually. Um, June 2019, whenever she beat Nina Nunes by decision. Uh, she is reportedly looking to return in February. This is the second time we talked about her. She was supposed to be fighting in September 2021 against Roxanne Modafferi, but pulled out due to injury. Thank God that fight did not happen. Um, look, man, Tatiana Sports, I think she's going to bring a whole lot of life to whatever division she comes back. She said that she's interested in a women's flyweight as well as women's strawweight. What division do you want to see her return at? Who do you want to see her fight? Let's fucking book it. I just want to see her back. <laughs> like, I don't care, dude. Do you want to see her back? I've, she's been out for how long? Like, how many? Uh, uh, so, uh, oh, my God. June 2019, I think, was her last fight. Wow. 2023 return. Yeah. It's been a while. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter. I mean, how old is she now? I know she's not... In her early 20s or nothing like that. But I know she's not old either. She is not old, no. I mean, she's probably old in terms of, like, MMA years. Mm-hmm. Um, she, just because, like, just because of, like, injuries and shit. She's 32. She just, she just turned 32, so. Dang. And um, with the injuries, I mean, you never, you, you never, hey, man, you never know. You never know. You never know. I mean, I think she needs a like a light touch when she comes back. I want her to face somebody, like, relatively... Josh, like, if Sarah McMahon was still in the UFC... <laughs> nah. I mean, so she's probably going to come back with women's flyweight, right? I think a solid fight, I mean, just because... Just be competitive, though, too. Cause you also want Cynthia me... Calvillo, what do you, how, how do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, I feel like, well... Calvillo's lost three in a row, but she is active. And still you're, ranked. No, you're right. You're right. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Know. Like I said, I don't think it matters as long as she comes back and it's, it's a name. So I guess yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I think that is the. Uh, I think that's the fight to make. But um, I mean, if I, like, was, if I had to pick one, if I had to pick one, but obviously we don't know if she's coming back at 115 or 125 either. Yeah, and if you look, we, we need to see how she comes back. We don't know how she's gonna look. She could look even better though, which is a scary thought. I mean. I would doubt it, but weirder things have happened. You never know, man. I mean, she, I mean, it's, I mean she's already good. The, she can only get better, right? God, yeah, she's super good. I mean, if, if you guys don't... It's kind of crazy to see, like, the growth of MMA. Like, there are a lot of fans that have probably never seen Tatiana Suarez fight. Like, ever since the COVID... Ever since COVID happened, and you see, like, had, like, a big boom period. Like, Tatiana Suarez hasn't fought since then. Like, most people probably, I, not most, obviously, but I'd say, like, a fair amount of fans have not seen her compete. Is, is there actually something to back, to back up that statement, Josh? I mean, I'm not saying it's not true, but has there actually been a big uh, boom in MMA, like, as a whole since COVID? Yeah. Or at least in the UFC, I guess I'd say? Yeah, the UFC did very, very well in the pandemic. I mean, if you look up their pay-per-view numbers, they, they've killed it ever since the pandemic because they had such, because there was nothing going on, and they were the only sport that was consistently on every single week with no issues. Did, did they did that did we is that sustaining though like obviously pay per views yeah I mean that's a different story right you know yeah obviously there was a lot that helped but as a as a whole though are they and like have those never been like the numbers that came in have they stayed around I mean I know that's kind of like a hard question to ask you but I mean I, I don't know maybe maybe you know that's what I, I mean, mean I 
I'd still say that even now, like, there's more people that pay attention to the UFC than ever. I'll put yeah. it like that. No, you're I right. Mean, and, yeah, I, I guess now that I'm thinking about it a little bit harder, I guess. So the know. most recent article I could find is a uh, shout-out Kevin Iowley, G, G of the game, of the uh, MMA coverage game. Been around forever. But he did an article in April. And um, since the UFC's return to packed audiences – uh, Saturday's event will be the 14th in which full capacity is permitted. All 14 of those, 12 of those pay-per-views have sold out. Six times UC set a record for highest gross and gate at the arena. Da 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 They used to 264 at a $15.8 million gate, which is one of the biggest in UC history. Dana said that the business is on fire. And quote, what happened was we had pay-per-views doing three to four times maybe what we normally expect. There was one, I think, which we projected around 250,000. It came out just under a million, like 960,000. Whoa, I wonder what pay-per-view that was. I have no clue. But they are having a lot of success, dude. I mean, if you look, go back and look at some of those uh, COVID cards, they did crazy numbers now. I don't know how much that is continued in terms of pay-per-view success, but they're still selling out every single week. I don't think you has not had – well, I don't know what the number's at now, but they've had a – like they're on a long string of sellouts, you know. It's gonna be sad when that when that stops, dude. I, I think it'll happen probably next year. I think right now they're still hot. They're still really hot. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I got you. And plus, think about the fights that are gonna happen this year, man. Like all the all the champions lost last year, and like some people are like, "Oh, that's bad news for the UFC." Fuck that, dude. No, you know what's gonna be even bigger is seeing those names come back and try to get redemption. Yeah, and then you know, supposedly John Jones. Right? I mean, that's yeah, I believe it when I see it. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna see it. I, you know what? I hope I do. But I do. Like last time, John Jones fought. I was in fucking college. Like it's just, it's just. That's I, John Jones. Last time John Jones fought, there was not a pandemic in. <laughs> the last time John Jones fought, Drew Brees was still playing in the. And fuck that. Vince Carter was still playing in the NBA. Oh, fuck man. Doesn't that put it in perspective? Wait, the was, last, it 20, last time, dude, was it 2019? It was he fought in February of 2020. The last time that John Jones fought the Toronto Raptors were the defending NBA champions. The last time John Jones fought the Chiefs hadn't even won the Super Bowl yet. Angel, the last time John Jones, <laughs> I just keep on going, you know, like there's a lot of things that happen. If those were not John, let's put okay. I know that we're going way off topic, but like, who really cares? You know what I mean? Like, if this were it's our podcast, like you, you guys can fucking deal with it, but uh, it's just, just no, but um. <laughs> If this were anybody but John Jones, would we feel the same way? Like if there was some guy who took off three years, three plus years of action and they came back, would we have high expectations for him? I bet we'd probably think that he got fucked up, especially coming off of John's last week's performances at 205. You know what I mean? I don't know. What happened. Like, am I crazy to think this? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'll put it like that. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. It, it's it's weird. Uh, that's that's kind of the way I feel about it. I feel like if if um, I see a lot of people be uh, talking about like, oh, you know, whenever John comes back, how will he do it heavyweight? Like, the real answer is we have no fucking clue. We have no clue what he's gonna do. You okay. know, but we need to see it. I do. We do need to see it. I think that some people are overestimating how well he will do, but I also think there's some people that are underestimating because we really don't know. I'm, I'm, so. I, if John comes back this year, Josh, realistically, how many years do you think he has left? He's 35 now. I'd say he's out within the next five. Really? You give John five more years? I'm just saying within the next five. I have no idea. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I mean, I could see him fighting to early 40s. DC fought till he was early 40s. I think that when you're in that higher, now do you only do you, you know, think that, weight class? Do you different. think that's only if he's successful at heavyweight? 
I think if he goes out there and gets deaded by Ngannou, I think we never see John again. Really? See, yeah, a- I think maybe he might do a rematch and then get knocked out again. But, I mean, I mean, Ngannou is the only guy I actually feel pretty secure about beating John. I think he could contend with everybody else. Like, I'd expect I'd pick him to lose against Curtis Blade just because, like, I know Curtis is a meme among certain MMA fans, but, like, just weird. he's... Huh? Which is weird. It's weird that people think that. I know. Some people just don't like him. I guess they think he's boring or not an interesting personality. But, like, he is, like, skill set-wise, the worst guy for John Jones to fight. So, um, yeah, I'll be, I'd be interested to see if that one happens. I mean, Cyril Gaughan would be interesting. Steve would be interesting. But, um, yeah, I think Ngon is the only guy I'd feel, like, comfortable picking against Jones. But, yeah, I mean, you know, we got to move on to the last topic. Kevin Lee, man, um, where does Kevin Lee fit into all of this? It's a good question. He thinks he fits in with a in a matchup with Hamza Chimaev. What do you think about that, Andrew? Oh, he wants a UFC return. He wants a UFC return. That's right. He fought Eagle FC, fought Diego Sanchez, beat him. And, uh, dude, like, Eagle FC came out hot for a minute there, and we've heard nothing about them since. So, I mean, very interesting. I mean, they're still throwing events, though, aren't they? I mean... I can I can look it up right now, but if you look up Eagle FC, I mean they don't have anything on the books. I believe I could be wrong, but um they don't have. I know for at least the fact they don't have an MMA like a US event on the books. Yeah, but I mean I feel like their main thing is always to be Russia, though. It makes sense, or the, that Russian region, you know. Yeah. I mean, their last event was December tenth. I mean it makes sense, right? I mean, they're gonna take some time off. Uh. Seems like they, they they threw a lot of fights. I mean, they had fifty one events. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, but I'm assuming that there's some sort of rift there. Otherwise, Kevin Lee would not have, you know. Otherwise, he wouldn't have said it. You're not wrong. They, back they did have the one event in the U.S., which was supposed to be a Jorgen. You know, you were supposed to have a fun fight of Jorgen across to JDS, but JDS ended up getting fucking injured. Yeah. So that was disappointing, but, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with that next. I mean, do you have any real interest in I mean, like, Hamzad said he needs a fight. He said he's trying to fight in February or March. He's already in training camp, but he can't get an opponent. I mean, worst-case scenario, would you be down if they can't find literally anybody else? Would you be down for seeing Kevin Lee return to the UFC? Why not, I guess, but, I mean, it's not a name I'm particularly interested in seeing. I mean, there's so many other names I would rather see. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather see Shavkat Rachmanov than... Because he, he chimed in, he asked, where do I fit in this, you know? <laughs> he replied I I, to the tweet thread, so. I, I did think I heard about the tweet, that or yeah. that particular uh, response. I mean, look, yeah. Colby, where are you at? Yeah, like, you know, there's names there. I mean, Bilal yeah. Muhammad was, you know, there's there's options. There is, and uh, very excited to see what happens uh, next with Hamzat, but, um, yeah, man. I mean, that's all we got for topics. Any other closing thoughts before we close out? No, man. I mean, I'm just excited to come back next week and have an actual UFC event to talk about, get back into the action, talk about the rankings, talk about what's next for each guy, you know, and, and seeing who the next uh, breakout star in the UFC is going to be this year, or upcomer or big name or ne- next challenger. Uh it, it it feels like it's been forever, man. I'm I'm dying, but you know it'll be here sooner than sooner than I think. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, man. Um, very excited for the UC to return. Very, very excited. But um, hope you guys enjoy the show. Uh, once again, quick shout to our sponsors, Rogue Energy and Elixir. Code sound off for both of them. Um, I'm at Josh Off on Twitter. He's at Andrew Kickman Score 01. At Courtside Sound for all things related to the show on Twitter. We're also killing it on TikTok. And uh, as I mentioned uh, last weekend, hope you guys continue to support us there as well as on YouTube. Peace and bug grease. Mouse click.